Energy, Poles Northwest. that we can build a world-class power system. Power to the people. The Northwest is blessed with abundant supplies of renewable hydropower. Wind, solar, technology, innovation, climate change. Nation's largest fish and wildlife the program. The natural hydroelectric power resources belonging to the people of the United States shall remain forever. Energy Pulse Northwest. Welcome to Energy Pulse Northwest the podcast about all things electric in the Northwest region. I'm Justice Beauregard, and on today's episode, I interviewed Jennifer Williams, a BPA employee who was involved in a pretty scary safety incident. But right now, I'm joined in the studio by Julie Painter. Hey there. So it's been a pretty busy month. It has. June is National Safety Month, and BPA celebrates during one of those weeks by bringing in guest speakers and talking more about our individual and collective roles in safety. And so recently we've actually had some of our own people involved in real life safety incidents. That's right, out in the community. Roland Dizon was in Vancouver, Washington, and he was playing basketball. And one of his teammates went down with a heart attack and he responded with first aid and using the AED which saved his life. Also, Morgan Noonan witnessed the unfortunate and horrific stabbings on the Portland Public Transit, the MAX, and he was able to aid and calm one of the victims. And then there was Jennifer, who found herself the fallen tree on her truck in a down power line. And fortunately, because she had the know-how and the training, she was able to respond to this emergency, just like our other folks. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story, and let's check out that interview with Jennifer. Hi, I'm Justice Beauregard, and I'm joined by Jennifer Williams, an energy management engineer at BPA. Hello. So what exactly is an energy management engineer? I work with workplace services on BPA's um, internal facilities, the control houses, the maintenance headquarters, hemm shops, um, and my role focuses on identifying efficiency opportunities around energy, water, stormwater that we can implement at our sites. So you had a pretty unique experience lately. Can you give me kind of a summary of what happened on April 7th? It was the unexpected. I was It was a Friday morning and I went to pick up my mom to take her to a doctor's appointment. She had just had open heart surgery uh, a week and a half earlier, so she wasn't allowed to drive. It was you know early in the morning, eight, you know, 7.30, 8 a.m., and we were... Um, it was a day when we had a pretty big windstorm in Portland and, and the freeway was backed up, so we thought we'd take the smarter route and stay off the freeway on one of the side streets taking Willamette Falls Drive. And as we were kind of crawling down, getting into Westland, uh, a, a big willow tree landed on top of my truck, straddling the the hood of the truck and the the bed of the truck and I immediately well so it, it, it hit the truck and it was loud and we both screamed looked at each other kind of did that initial assessment of okay you're okay I'm okay um, I dialed 911 immediately and as I was on the phone with 911 and looking around to see what was going on no other cars were involved um, you know the the tree was across the front of the truck, across the back of the truck, and that was when I noticed that there was um, a power line that was kind of wound around one of the limbs and across the truck. And in that moment, I, I, I wouldn't say my heart sank, but the reality of it kind of sunk in, and I 
I let the dispatcher that I was on the phone with with 911 know that there was a power line. At that time, I didn't have any idea if it was live or not, but I knew that much. And with the training that I've had at BPA, I mean, I know, I know enough to know that that's not a good situation. That I can't get out of the truck. Uh, I need to, I need to sit still until we can figure out what's going on. And so I hear you're expecting. Got a little boy on the way who's due July 1st. So that and a, a mother who just had surgery, that's not the ideal situation for a tree to fall in your car. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> yeah, I was, so at the time I was seven and a half months pregnant and she was a week and a half out of surgery. But, you know, that initial assessment, you know, my mom, neither of us were hurt. We were covered in shattered glass from one of the tree limbs coming through the windshield, but... Uh, yeah, that's part of the safety of vehicles these days is that even the shattered glass, it, it neither of us walked away with any major cuts or anything like that. And, uh, you know, we were, the boy was kicking pretty much immediately. So everybody was a little flustered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what training helped you be cautious of your surroundings and call for further help? I've taken the arc flash training, uh, which is a two-day series. It's a pretty in-depth class. I knew, I knew enough to know that I, you know, like I said, I quit. I can't get out of the vehicle, not to touch anything outside the vehicle, um, and that I needed to wait for. I needed to wait for PGE to get there, um, unless something elevated that, you know, smoke or sparks or flames, something like that. At that point, didn't see any of that. Uh, we did find out from the firemen that the line that was across the truck, um, it went directly to a house, and that house still had power. The whole neighborhood actually still had power, so the line was live. Um, so I, at that point, you just stay put until the experts come. And so you actually called one of your colleagues for help? Yeah, I, 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 sent, I sent a message with a photo from the inside of the truck. And at the time, I was a little lighthearted about it, and more for my own ease of the situation. I knew I couldn't panic, and I, I just thought, okay. So we had been sitting there for two and a half hours at that point. No one could get a hold of PGE. Um, the firemen had been there the whole time. There was a fire truck that happened to be, I think, two cars back from us heading to the fire station that was just down the road. And so they were there immediately, but they can't do anything. They can't touch the line. And they couldn't get a hold of PGE. And, and they started talking about, um, you know, as they're, as they're standing 30 feet away from the truck because they can't come up close, but they're, you know, so we're thinking about plan B. Okay. And at this point, I mean, I seven and a half months pregnant, getting a little uncomfortable sitting on a lot of broken glass. Okay, what's plan B? And they said, you know, we're, you know, your truck still runs because after the tree hit it, it was still running. I turned it off. Okay. Uh, and they said, well, we're thinking about having you try and drive out from underneath the tree. And I kind of paused and I'm like, well, would that get me out? Everything in my gut said that didn't feel right. But I these are firemen, you know, they've had some training too. I'm not used to, you know, disagreeing with, with a fireman, someone who's also got my, you know, my best interest at heart. Um, so I kind of sat on it for a second and looked around, looked at the tree. There's no way I was going to be able to just 
it's not like I could have just pulled out and the line would have just dropped off the back. It was all entangled. The tree was partway through my truck, through the windshield in the front and across the back. And and I said, I really don't feel comfortable with that idea. I'd rather wait for PG. And they said, okay, fine. So they kind of walked off. They came back, you know, again and said, I think they were getting a little, you know, restless as well. They had to close down the street at the time. Um, so... They, they proposed the idea again, and I, I just, it just didn't sit right, but I didn't really, I didn't, I, you know, I don't have any, um, I don't have enough knowledge to be able to argue with them and say, like, no, we're absolutely not doing this. But I, I sent a message to uh, a, a few folks who I know and trust quite a bit, and I sent them a picture from the inside of the truck, and it just said something along the lines of, like, say say an individual's in, in, in this predicament um, and this this solution or alternative is proposed, what might that individual do? And immediately got responses from them, you know, absolutely don't get out of the truck, definitely have to wait for PGE. Um, and actually one of them sent me the YouTube video of... Um, I can't remember what you, uh, PUD had posted it, but it was uh, the what to do if you're if you have a down power line on your vehicle and if you have to get out and you know land with both feet um, <laughs> as far away from the vehicle as you can and it, it gave me some relief and some confidence to tell the fireman you know no I think that we do need to stay and wait so in the meantime one of the contacts that I had made Dave Newcomb who's a chief operator up in Covington uh, asked me if it was all right if he got a hold of BPA's dispatch to let them know what was going on and possibly make some contacts with PGE and help to get this resolved and and I you know absolutely so from there it went pretty quickly he contacted uh, Chris Sanford with with dispatch and he had contacted another individual anyway through the bat line <laughs> um, they contacted PGE their uh, senior dispatcher who gave me a call and said, PG's on their way. They'll be there within 30 minutes. Uh, traffic was terrible that day, mm -hmm. so it, it just took them that long to get there, and they were there. But they had had no idea that we were stuck in the in the truck. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome that people rallied together to help you out. Yeah. Yeah, it made me feel really good. There's a lot of... Um, there's just a lot of people at BPA that care. That's another example. I've I've had many. This is just another example of you know one of those situations where, thankfully, it didn't get any more serious. Um, but they were there. They had my back. Yeah, and it sounds like if you had chosen the wrong decision, this uh, could have gone a lot differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I think about that a lot. You know, if I we were sitting there and as the hours were passing, the wind didn't stop, and so every time another gust of wind would would blow. The tree would shift, you know, on the truck. I kept thinking, just stay put, you know, don't move. Stay where you're at. And then so looking back, would you do anything differently? Yeah, I probably would have contacted BPA a lot sooner. <laughs> and then so how did it feel once the wires and tree were removed from your truck? 
once PGE got there, it was pretty quick. They had already de-energized the line, and, and so once they arrived, they removed it from the truck, and the firemen pretty quickly grabbed the chainsaw, you know, got the limbs out of the way so we could get out of the truck, and... And at that point, you know, you get out and you kind of shake off some broken glass and look at each other. I just gave my mom a big hug and we, we were both just kind of shaking our heads like of all the people <laughs> I could have gotten stuck in a truck at this point. Um, we we're just glad that we we were safe. We got out and uh, and then we gave I gave my fiance a hug and, you know, my, my stepdad was there. So she gave him a hug. It was just a relief. So, so your fiance and stepdad had shown up while this was going on? Yeah, yeah. I waited a, I waited a little bit to let him know my fiance that we were stuck in the truck, just because I didn't want to freak him out at first. I didn't know how serious the situation was, and then, um, you know, so I called him. It was it had only been like twenty minutes, but I called him and I'm like, so, <laughs> <laughs> don't freak out, but <laughs> here's the situation, and you know, I let him know that that the firemen were there, that, that we were okay. Um, you know, if he did come, that he couldn't get close to the truck. He couldn't, he couldn't come and get me out. So um, I, I kept him updated. He showed up pretty quickly, though. So do you think you're going to share this story with your son? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my mom saved a piece of the bark from the tree and said that that's going to go in his scrapbook and just let him know that he, that was one of his first experiences. I was I was really grateful that he started kicking right away. I didn't have anything to worry about. I probably would have been panicking and and maybe a little more eager to get out of the truck if, if he had been quiet in there, but he's a trooper. Uh, and do you have anything you want to add? I can definitely say in the moment, like when I was in the experience, I didn't expect it to be a you know too big of a deal at BPA uh, since folks found out and and more people have been hearing about the situation. Um, in realizing that I have an opportunity to share the experience and someone else can learn from it. And hopefully no one else has an experience, anything similar to it. But if they did, they would possibly remember. Oh, I remember, you know, reading that article or hearing, hearing the interview and, and here's how they you know, went through it or what they didn't do, maybe they can learn from it. And then, so now that you've been through all this, what's your advice to people if they are, have a situation like this, or they see a down power line? Definitely take it seriously. Uh, and, and until you know without a doubt that that's not a live line, you know, stay, stay away, call and notify someone. Uh, in that situation, I mean, I, we did try and call PGE at that, and on that day, in their defense, they had some hundred thousand calls from around the area, folks with down power lines or, or about the power outages. So they were very busy. Um, but trust your instinct. You know, that's probably what saved me. I, I, in the sense of like, you know, here's this proposed alternative. I've never been in that situation exactly before, but it didn't feel right. So I, you know, trusted my gut and then asked for help. So BPA, like I said, BPA's got a lot of really um, caring people, obviously a lot of smart people, a lot of trained people, and reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out. Awesome. Well, that's a pretty uh, pretty intense story. And uh so thanks for coming, sitting down and talking with me. Yeah, no problem. I, sometimes I think that I do too much uh, 
outdoor adventure in <laughs> in my you know outside work life because at the time I remember thinking, okay, we're it's a stable situation. We've got we've got an issue. It's a pretty serious issue, but we're a stable situation. So as long as nothing changes, we're gonna be okay. That's how I kept myself from panicking. You know, on pretty much any random weekend, I'm out. I don't know, at the top of a mountain or, you know, climbing somewhere, rock climbing or hiking. And I have been in situations that could be considered pretty hairy before. And so just trusting, trusting your gut, really do. And that was our interview with Jennifer. And Julie has some tips about what to do if you come across a down power line. Yes. Assume all down power lines are energized. Do not drive over those power lines. Stay in your car. If in danger, jump away from your car and land with both feet together. Then shuffle at least 35 feet to reach safety. And as Jennifer reminds us, if something doesn't seem quite right, trust your gut. That was a fun interview and that, those are some good tips. And thank you for turning in to Energy Pulse Northwest. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bonneville Power.